Welcome back to the two Justins. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, I just yeah. see you like staring at me across our makeshift two coffee tables on top of each other. I kind of like the way this feels. Yeah, a little I'm, more than uh, not that your house isn't nice and comfortable, but yeah, I like the way this. I like the way this feels. No, that's yeah, good. this is good. Yeah. All right, let me try the intro again. <laughs> Welcome back to the Two Justins Podcast, a show where coworkers and friends, Justin and Justin, discuss Seinfeld, soccer, and random questions. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's exciting because we're interrupting our normal rhythm of things. We interrupt to bring you this special report. Yeah, it's uh, been crazy in the, cup, or in the World Cup, uh, world of soccer, I guess. Yeah, we just want to talk through some of the things <clears throat> that are just happened over the past couple of days. We thought it was too long to wait. Yeah. A full two weeks to get back into it. Yeah. A lot of exciting stuff's happened over the past couple of days. That's right. So in in contrast to our previous episode where we talked three questions and then did a quick hit of Seinfeld and then went into the soccer, we're going to do a quick hit of Seinfeld mm. and skip the questions this week to go right into soccer. This is your World Cup That's right. special. But, That's right. But... Even though it is, we can't neglect, we can't neglect Seinfeld. Seinfeld Never. always gets its due. Yeah, it's got to be, every time. So, uh, do you want to mention? Do you want to talk about this episode of Seinfeld? Yeah. Um, so this one is the stakeout. The stakeout Steak, is that what it's called? Stakeout yeah. is title. Yeah, and uh, it is where Jerry and Elaine go to a, it's like a party. I think it's like a, a wedding, some form of wedding engagement or something. But they go to a party, and Jerry meets this meets this girl, um, and he thinks she's seeing this man sitting there at the same time. Mm -hmm. And Jerry's in this odd predicament because he came with Elaine. It, so, and him and Elaine had just broken up. Yes. So she, this like, is the first episode with Elaine. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, she was in episode one. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Yeah. So first episode of the land and she invites him to this party and I know he was hesitant to go, but then he ends up going because then he feels obligated to be with her this whole dinner. Uh, but then he finds interest in this other lady who seemingly has the same humor as Jerry has. And instantly, you know, obviously there's a connection and suddenly in the middle of this dinner, she gets up to leave with whoever she was there with and Jerry doesn't get her number or where she works or any of these things so then he's forced to try and well and the one thing he does know is the name of the the building the law firm yep. that the building is in yeah the, the law firm is in what building the law firm is in yeah yeah in the name of the law firm yes yes in and the name of that law firm as said over and over again by jerry sagman bennett <laughs> Segment Bennett Robbins Oppenheimer Taff. Segment so, Bennett Robbins Oppenheimer yeah, he Taff. Like, he says it like a million times and it like slowly fades into Elaine's voice <laughs> yeah, at the dinner table. I love when he, he's trying to repeat it over and over again and he turns and sees Elaine in, in his Jerry. inner monologues like Segment So then the stakeout happens when they go to wait at this building. Yeah, just for cold this. calling in the lobby. Have you ever done that? before with a girl that you're interested in just trying to like wait in a physical location i where have at the gym 
Yeah, I, I did that in the Free my wife, in the obviously. hallways yeah. of my high school. Just like hanging out. Yeah, like you know which route they're going to go. Yeah. And so you're just kind of like chilling in the area waiting yeah. for class to end. And it's interesting because, yeah, like same with me, like at the gym, you see the same people if you go at the same time every time. So yeah. I, knew, I knew, you know, when she would be there. Yeah, so Jerry and George are waiting in this building to meet this lady or hope that she's going to come down for lunch. And I forget whose plan it was for them to do that it wasn't jerry or george's it, it was jerry's dad but yes. it's it's the old actor oh, it's not the one the, that he's, he's not so as bad. good at all he's not as good yeah what's his dad's name is it uh, morty morty yeah he's laying on the pullout sofa yeah in the in the this in the is before room. jerry's apartment magically gets like way better way bigger and better yeah it was really odd in the first couple episodes yeah, like he has he, like, like a weird sleeps on a pullout couch yeah at all it's really times. different the decorations all different and weird yep. before it gets all like kind of nicer like for the 90s i guess yeah but the mom is is the, the same, same mom yeah and i prefer the second morty better than the uh yeah the me too morty. oh man my audio just got way better i was wondering why i was sounding so muffled i was underneath the i was oh, underneath them now yeah oh man is mine okay I, get closer? I think so. Just aim your voice at the uh, at the microphone. Yeah, is that better? Oh yeah, that's great. If um, you can see the green on here. Oh okay. So, anyways, the stakeout. Uh, they're waiting in this this building for this lady to come down for her lunch break, and yep. they just happen. She happens to come down. Yeah, that's kind of where the episode, yeah. not where it ends, but the peak, I guess, of when yeah. the stakeout takes place. But and to keep it brief on the Seinfeld, the only other thing that I really want to mention from this episode is that it's the first appearance. Of George's alter ego, Art, Art Vanderlei. Yeah. And we'll see six seasons from now the famous scene of George running <laughs> out of the bathroom with his pants at his ankles. Art Vanderlei! Say Art Vanderlei! <laughs> uh, so good. But it's a great episode all around. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, love it. The, really, this really is good. The one that really seems <laughs> to start getting into the vibes. Yeah. And one last thing as well this first season, obviously, that first episode isn't the greatest of the Seinfeld episodes, but it seems like it was such a quick turnaround from now the second episode is everything Seinfeld would really become to be. Like the things that Jerry and George would do together, the mm -hmm. ideas they would have, the things that seem so ridiculous um, really start to take form Yeah, from here. And then by the end of the first season, you're into it and it's fully what it is. Yeah, I think that's one of the things about Seinfeld that I've always loved is it seems like from the very beginning, they had a very intentional way of doing things that they knew that this, you know, every, this certain episode would revolve around waiting to, to bump into a girl. And this certain episode would revolve around looking for your car in a parking garage. And this certain episode will revolve around waiting for, uh, to, for your, your reservation to be called at a restaurant and Chinese restaurant. Yeah. yeah and, <laughs> and it's just these scenarios where they can just banter and help you relate. Yeah. Yeah. It's very relatable. Yeah. Like I've waited in a restaurant for a really long time before. Yeah. So when I'm watching it, it's like, Oh, I've been there, but the way they and, spin and it, you, to see, just, you see somebody that you're almost certain, you know, <laughs> like, or, or the, you were there before them. Oh yeah. They're like I'm pretty sure I was there before this guy. <laughs> this happens to me all the time when I go to the doctors with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. they just know you guys cause you're, you're there so often. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, great episode. And yeah, we don't want to stick too much on it, but if you haven't, caught up make sure you catch up one and two and we'll be going over three next episode all right on to the world cup spectacular yeah uh the past few days were incredible game wise um i feel like this the beginning of this world cup has been super surprising 
from yes. some teams. Like there's some teams that I weren't wasn't expecting to be um, maybe as good as I thought they were going to be, or at least as consistent and like even with draws. Like I wasn't expecting them to even get a draw. Um, or there's been these teams on the back end that you were expecting to do a whole lot better, and they're seemingly not doing anything very yeah. spectacular at all. Yeah. Um, first first point I want to hit uh, was from today, the Germany-Sweden game. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Germany lost their first first game to Mexico, uh, 1-0, uh, which was a total upset, defending champions. And I think, I, I was talking to you about this earlier, I don't think Germany has ever, I'm imagining they've never gotten out of, never not made it through the group play. I can't imagine that they would not. Yeah. It would, I wasn't going to go back to, and look. It would have to be way back way back but in the past at least since i've been alive all the world cups i've gotten to observe and be a part of germany's always made it through yeah but then they lose to mexico and then today they're down one zero into the first half and you're like man this cannot happen to germany <sighs> he is I have, them, I have them winning my <laughs> whole bracket on. like i can't imagine them even losing in the first half they just looked awful they did like it didn't even look like germany it didn't they weren't attacking very well their defense wasn't playing well they were getting caught on counters constantly by sweden and you'd think that after playing mexico where they were getting caught on counters that they would somehow say hey we got to address this issue uh, but then today in the first half they were getting attacked by counters which is their first goal from sweden and then in the second half thankfully they like turned it on yeah something happened but they just looked lackluster just not good at all yeah and even even dominating a lot of the play in the second half, uh, you know, down <laughs> some bad luck too, like down one man for a large chunk of time in the first half with the broken nose yeah. and then losing <laughs> Boateng in like two yellow cards in like 10 minutes. And the next match. And the next match. Yeah, which is very unfortunate for them. Yeah, and then to have Tony Cruz in like the 95th minute, just a, rocket. a spectacular oh. shot to possibly save i mean they're by no means out of it already but at least south korea is probably the weakest of the three uh opponents in that south face korea in group did they play. draw their first no they lost their first one. yeah, they, yeah. they've lost all of them so yeah it was a, a crazy game um definitely like a nail biter to watch mm-hmm. if you're pulling for germany um and then sweden to be able to compete like that i mean like i said in the last one they don't need Sonny Ibrahimovic. Like, they're doing just as good. Like, their team looks great. And then today, to perform like that against Germany, it's unfortunate that they lost. But it was a great game. No, I totally agree. I had a couple of takeaways from the games from, like, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And the first of which is Croatia is really good. <sighs> Croatia is playing really they good. Are. Luka Modric is maybe the best midfielder in the entire world. And Rakitic is amazing. Was that on Tuesday? Uh, Thursday. Thursday. Oh, yeah, Thursday. So France looks vulnerable still. Peru, heartbreaking to see I Peru. I really wanted to see them go through, too. They just play They play expecting to be able to bring it to you, yeah. which is exciting for yeah. a smaller yeah. team yeah. to play. But on that same topic, France looks a little vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Argentina but, looks incredibly vulnerable. <laughs> so sad. Sad messy. Sad messy. That was the sad messy <laughs> it's like game. All over the place. Yep. Um, that will forever be remembered as the sad messy game. Man, that's a bummer for them. Yeah. Like, I feel bad for Messi. They at the still, same time, they still have some outs. They still have some. Yeah, outs. but it's like a weird. It's like a someone has to draw or. So if they win 
against Nigeria, they go through. Uh, if they win against Nigeria and Iceland doesn't beat Croatia, they go through. I would like to see Iceland win, though. I know. I'm really excited about that. That was my next takeaway. Sad Messi, but also sad Justin, because <laughs> because we both love Iceland. Yeah. And I don't want to see them not go through. Yeah. But Nigeria definitely deserved that game. The oh, yeah. way that they played well. Compared they, to the it first looked game. like they had 15 players on the field. Yeah. They were all over the place. Yeah. yeah. So they definitely brought it in the second game in a way mm-hmm. that you could tell they were unprepared for in the first game. But I didn't realize, I, th- I was listening uh, to another podcast talking about the age of the Ni- Nigerian team. It's a pretty inexperienced team in general outside of John Obi Mikel, who's like 57. And Victor Moses. And Victor, I mean, he's younger, but he's, he's younger. He's played. He's though, experienced. For a while. Yeah. yeah. So to, to have somebody like, what was his name? Musa. Yeah. Relatively unknown dude. Yeah. Just score two goals yeah. like that yeah. and basically give them a golden opportunity to advance. Yeah. And they huge. have to win their next game. Nigeria would. Or they advance regardless. No, well, they've lost one and won one. Yeah, so they're playing Argentina, so they have to beat Argentina. Yeah, they're playing Argentina. If they beat or tie Argentina, they go through. They go through. If Argentina beats them, Iceland has to win against Croatia. Then, yeah, if Argentina beats them, Argentina's through as long as Iceland doesn't beat Croatia and outscore Argentina. Iceland, negative two goal differential, Argentina, negative three. This is where people start tuning off because we're talking about cold differential. <laughs> so let's move along. Yeah, real quick, going back to the point you mentioned, though, about France, Pogba looked incredible, though. They looked vulnerable, but the way Pogba yeah. controlled that midfield, yep. the goal that the goal, the only goal they had, which was through to Giroud, uh, well, it wasn't from Giroud, but that ball that he played into Giroud, that over the top, like that nice little chip, yep. um, he just looked at top, he looked in top form. Like he looked incredible the way he was playing. Yeah. So that's I think that's the one takeaway for them. Like even though they looked vulnerable, they won against Peru, which sad about too because Peru I wanted to see go through. If they can keep Pogba moving in the same direction of being this guy that passes and plays the ball really well and has these really good this good vision to create these opportunities, I think I think they have a good chance to continue through. I think they have a team to do it. I mean, they have the offense to do it for sure. Yeah. They when you look at the names on on the team with. Pogba, Giroud, Fecker, Lamar, they they just they are definitely a stacked side. Mm-hmm. And you would expect them to be able to put something together. But then again, you look at the most stacked team in Brazil mm-hmm. and they've 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 really struggled at times. And I know they won the last game 2 to 0, but I have a couple things to say about that. One, the team looked completely different with Firmino on the field. Oh, yeah. How does he not start every game? He just creates scoring opportunities. That's all he does. Mm-hmm. He he pulls people towards him, and then he dishes the ball. And and Yeah, non-selfish at all. Oh, man. the He had the, the hockey assist on the goal to, to put Brazil ahead in like the 91st minute. Yeah, awesome. Uh, where the ball came in and he just headed it along. And then I think it was uh, De Jesus that passed it to to Coutinho who finally scored it. And yeah, it's just two thoughts on the, on the Brazil team. One, 
start Firmino every freaking game. Yeah, and, I agree. And two, Coutinho is the best player. Stop pretending like Neymar the is, best, the, is the yeah. most important player. Coutinho is the most important player for Brazil. Yeah, he looked incredible too. And oh, he's so good. I can't wait. I can't wait to watch him at Barcelona this oh, year. Yeah. And and being playing at Barcelona and Iniesta being gone. Yeah, he's just gonna. I think he's gonna control that midfield. Yeah, so well. it's his midfield now. That's oh, gonna be awesome. I know that's exciting. Sad for you because he was at Liverpool. Oh. <laughs> him, him, and Suarez could, could have in, on an alternate timeline still been at Liverpool. Can you imagine <laughs> how freaking good Liverpool would if be? They had both of them together and Salah. And, and Mane Salah, and, and Mane, Firmino, all of them. Yeah. What in the world would that? T- oh, oh my gosh! So good. Um, <sighs> okay, you're, you're my, give my heart beat yeah, up here. <laughs> one last, one last topic from me, unless you have something else. Um, my favorite game by far, probably this whole week that I got to watch was yesterday, uh, Switzerland versus Serbia. Did you watch it? Did yeah. You get, um, yeah. It was f- the whole game. Really, was an awesome game. Both teams played super well. Mm-hmm. Um, Switzerland, they played really well. Um, but Shakiri, Shakiri doing his mini Ronaldo. Oh my gosh, man! He just, just like, took control took, of the game. Took it through and that whole up until he scored at the end. That last like twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Every time he got the ball, he just created space, created the right. opportunity, took a shot. He, you on frame. You, you could tell something shifted in his mind, and he like, was I'm like, gonna, "I've got to, I've got to do win. this. Like, I've got to do win. it myself." And does it push him through? I don't think it does. Right oh yeah, there. so they're through right now. They still have another game to play. They're tied with Brazil, but they play uh, Costa Rica next. Yes, so they're through. Yeah, <laughs> they're basically through. But it was just an unbelievable game. I was super pumped for them. Yeah, you know Liverpool is uh, rumored to be in talks with the Shakiri's people. Shakiri, he plays for Stoke yeah. currently. He's the best player on a crap team. Man, Liverpool. Yeah, that'd be great for them. Hmm. Especially, yeah, he he just did so well. Um, but the whole game was awesome. That was my my favorite game by far to watch. The most fun game to watch. Both yeah. teams back and forth, like they yeah. weren't stacking uh, it in the box. Like they were just that was a wide open oh, game. It was great. Yeah, that was really fun to yeah. watch. Uh, I think two more thoughts from I have, you. I have two yeah. more thoughts. Yep. Yeah. On that game or something different? Uh, in general, uh, one. Mexico looks pretty good. Oh, I, I was going to bring that up. Sorry. So go ahead. You, you keep yeah, going. Mexico, I'm glad you brought that up. Mexico looks pretty good, and that's that's pretty cool. And uh, Carlos Vela. <sighs> Man. Okay, so he plays for LA. LAFC. Yeah. He looked incredible. Repping the MLS. Looked like the best player on the field today. He looked so good. Uh, I just was so happy to see an MLS player dominating at the World Cup on a team that is proving to be one of the best players or best teams at the World Cup this year. Oh yeah, and now now they're two wins in. They're they're through. Yeah, yeah. They're, conceivably they could still not make it through, but it would it would be incredible if they yeah. didn't. Man, that goal though from uh, from Korea today. Yeah, that was insane. Made me a little nervous because they still had like. Four minutes some left, time. like four or five minutes, and you're like, man, right. this is a team that could run up, just push everybody forward and run up. Um, another great player for Mexico on top of that is uh, Lozano. He got subbed out in like the 70th, mm-hmm. something in the 70th minute, playing out of position than what he normally plays, but he was passing the ball super well, playing aggressive. I think he was a great addition to have in that, in that spot too for Mexico. just seemed like today everything was working perfectly for them when they were playing. 
Yeah. Like all their passes, like their passes was like, I don't know, 92% by the end of the game, every pass they completed right. compared to South Korea being at like 60 some, like they were just dominating the yeah, whole game. Yeah, you could tell that there was a huge gap of quality between mm-hmm. the two teams. And Ochoa played super well too. Yeah. Tons of great saves and he's such a good keeper, hence why I picked him to be on my fantasy team. But <laughs> he's just so consistent. He has a great track record. Like he's an incredible keeper. So I agree with you on Mexico. They look awesome. And my last thought, and uh, this is going to be a shorter podcast. We're just about done here, mm-hmm. hitting just past the 20-minute mark, yep. is that Belgium is going to win the World oh, Cup. I know, and I have them losing to Colombia. Bel- Belgium, Belgium is going to win every game by at least two goals. <laughs> yeah, they look so good. I heard somebody, somebody <clears throat> compare Belgium to the Mike D'Antoni-era Phoenix Suns. They don't really care about defending, but they know they have the talent to put five goals past you, which is what they did today. They did. And if you put five goals past another team... You can concede three. It's no big deal. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter because you're up by two. And that, you have Eden Hazard who can just... That was Liverpool's whole plan like last last two seasons ago. That was They were just, hey, we're just going to try to score as many goals as possible. It didn't work for them. Yeah, hopefully it they, works, for, they, they <laughs> hopefully needed, it works they, for Belgium. They needed to go get Van Dyke. I agree. Man, Belgium, if they make it all the way, it won't be unsurprising just because no. the way they've been playing. I feel like the difference for me is the type of goals that Belgium is, is making. You you look at like a free kick like Cruz had or all of the goals pretty much in the Spain and Portugal game, Yeah, which was such a great game, high-scoring game, but all of them were – Really good players in really tough situations. Diego Costa taking on a whole bunch of players mm-hmm. and just making mm-hmm. all of the right decisions and making yeah. the goal. Yeah, like every one of Belgium's, like if you just watch just the three seconds leading up to the goal of every three, every five, all five of Belgium's goals, it it looks like it's just like them one on one with the keeper. <laughs> like the, they're just countering and blowing past the opposition and you just have Lukaku chipping the keeper. Gosh, yeah. For four goals already. Man, Lukaku's awesome too. Yeah. Him and Hazard up top like that. Well, Hazard running behind him, but... Yeah, him, Hazard, De Bruyne. De Bruyne's so good too. Yeah, Wetzel. uh, Their team's just... Their team's just stacked. And And hopefully it stays that way going into... Yeah. I'm trying to think. Well, I have them... Well, Colombia is not going to go through. I don't know who they'd end up playing in the round of 16. Colombia could still go through. They could still go through. They've only played one game. Um, it's either going to be Senegal, Japan, or Colombia yeah. that Belgium's going to go up against. Unless Poland comes out. Yeah. Poland looked pretty one-dimensional. I guess bit. we'll see tomorrow. Yeah, they play tomorrow. But so, uh, totally agree. I think Belgium can make it all the way. Yeah. that was that was my That was the team I was rooting for outside of the U.S. last year of, I think this Belgium team's going to be really good because that was the trendy dark horse pick. Everybody mm-hmm. wanted to pick Belgium. Everybody knows how good that team is, and they uh, played the U.S. in that really awesome, tough, extra-time game last year, the one where Tim Howard had, like, I don't know exact number, somewhere around 3,000 saves in the game. And... The that was a joke. You didn't you didn't react at all. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. I th- I think people wanted to look at Belgium as the dark horse again, and Roberto Martinez managing them, famously not being interested in 
playing defense mm -hmm. very much. But when you got a team of all of these attackers, why would we be surprised that they're really stinking good at yeah. attacking? Yeah. So I understand the criticism of Roberto Martinez not valuing defense, but at the end of the day, who cares if you've got De Bruyne, Hazard, Lukaku. Just play it up to him. Yeah. Let him go through. One last thing uh, before we wrap up. Uh, what are you? What games are you looking forward to going into the next couple of days? The next week, because you physically will not be able to record for. I'm really well. I won't be able to record, and I likely won't catch very many games. Oh, that's rough. Just because I am. I'll text working. you I'll, updates. I'll take it. Anything I can get. I'm hoping it's on somewhere where I'm at. I, I'm really looking forward to on Monday. Uh, Iran playing Portugal. I think. Yep. I, I again. I. Spain, yes, they got that goal, 1-0 against Iran, but Iran played, I think, just as good a game. Yeah, Iran looked really good. Um, so I'm looking forward to Iran, Iran versus Portugal. I'm not and looking forward to crying during the Egypt-Saudi Arabia <laughs> game. So uh, I'll be very – Yeah. Poor Mo Salah. But I will be doing uh, one on my iPad, one on my computer screen, so I can sit there with both games going at the same time. Yeah. Tuesday, I think Argentina-Nigeria is going to be an, a great game to watch. I know Peru Australia isn't going to count for much, but it'll be still be fun to yeah, watch Peru. That's to watch Peru and Australia. Australia's played a very tight couple of games. Yeah, that whole day really. You got Denmark and France. You got Iceland, Croatia, oh, Argentina, Nigeria, and then the next day, probably the game I'm looking forward to most is going to be the Mexico Sweden game. Yep, yeah. I think that's going to be a. Uh, just a great game to watch. Because Fun. I think that one's going to matter a lot because if Sweden wants to go through, they have, they have to, to be beat Mexico. Mexico. And even then, they aren't guaranteed it. And, sorry, I should have touched on this, but Chicharito's playing great too, I think. Yeah. 50th goal for him Yeah, in the international play. Yeah, I just can't root for Chicharito. Why, because he played for Man U? Yeah. You just rooted for Lukaku. Yeah, he doesn't still play there. <laughs> that's true. That's I, true. I don't know. I, I think of Lukaku more he as a, Chicharito. That's what I was going to say. He's at West Ham. I, I, think of, uh, I think of Lukaku more as a journeyman. Chicharito is branded <laughs> with the, the man Eunice. Uh, the game I'm most looking forward to all of next week is 11 a.m. Thursday, England versus Belgium. Because England dominated their game and had to get lucky at the end to actually put something in the net. So I want to see I want to see what they do if they put it together because that's another team that I feel like England has the right and players. they're young. Going and back they're, to what you talked young. about. They have young players and that game will be fun because a lot of those players they all play with each other in the Premier League. Yeah, that's uh huh. it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be good. All right, so hopefully we'll be able to be back like a week from Monday. I think a week from today. A week from today. I think a week from I get back on Saturday and then we could do the same setup. All right, sounds good great. to me. We, we want to thank we want to thank you for taking the time to listen. We know that some of you uh, hate soccer, but hey, it's the World Cup and this is the World Cup Espectaculo. That's I think right. that should be the name of the podcast episode: World <laughs> Cup Espectaculo. Yeah, works. And yeah, I'm Justin. He's Justin. Subscribe on iTunes, and if you're feeling particularly generous, consider giving us a rating because I'm told that that is helpful in the metrics for trying to decide who gets to see the podcast. So thank you again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.